Devastated? Confused? Heartbroken? So many times in life we get thrown for a curve and don't know how to react. I can tell you the first time I had sex, how was my marriage going to survive? It's, it's over. I remember standing in front of the judge with my three-week-old baby looking at my ex. I saw the look on his face and it was complete rage. Welcome to When Life Throws You a Curve and How to Make the Adjustment with your host, Katie Hamilton. Hey everyone, welcome to When Life Throws You a Curve and How to Make the Adjustment. I'm Katie Hamilton. Thank you so much for joining me today. As you can see, or actually as you can not see, for those of you that are listening um, who usually watch me on YouTube or Facebook uh, or my Instagram, um, you will see that this is just audio only. And let me just say, it was a whole big thing, okay? Can I just say that? It was a whole big thing that involved my closet and a green screen and a woman who really gave it her very best shot. But I'm technologically blessed in Jesus' name in the making. Um, I have not, maybe not achieved it just quite yet, but I'm on the way. But that is why it's audio only this week. Um, I'll get there maybe. And hopefully when my schedule gets a little bit less insane, I can get back to the studio because obviously it's, it's just so much prettier there and everything they do is, um, it's really excellent. So in the meantime, you're getting an audio only version. And for those of you who listen normally, then, Hey, we're, we're on track and you can disregard all of what I just said. But for those of you that watch me, I apologize. And you know, it is what it is. Um, today we're going to discuss R in pursue. And for those of you wondering why I didn't record, or if you think you missed maybe the recording about my birthday from the first time I was married, because I was going to rewind the tape and that was actually going to be my next recording. Um, are wondering like, did you miss it? Or did she just not record it? Or, you know, whatever. Uh, I am going to get to that and explain it all to you here in just a minute. But first, I'm going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we will discuss all about the R in pursue, pursue, you, <laughs> if she can talk. When I get back, we're going to discuss all about the R in pursue unity. So stay with me and I will be right back. Hey guys, I want to talk to you for a minute about what for apparel. What for Apparel is a print-on-demand company. They actually produce the merchandise for this podcast, by the way, that will turn all of your creative ideas into a reality. If you need shirts for a Little League team, a business, if you're an artist, a musician, whatever your need is, they have you covered. What for Apparel offers a wide variety of items, from shirts to hoodies, pillow covers, coffee mugs, and everything in between. Go to whatforapparel.com forward slash shop to select the shirt you want and create your own design. They will print and ship the order directly to your door. Be sure to use code CURVE15 for additional 15% off. And if you are placing a bulk order of 15 items or more, they will even offer you a special discounted pricing. Go to whatforapparel.com forward slash shop to get your custom apparel made today and be sure to use curve 15 
for 15% off. So today we are going to go through the R and pursue as we continue the, the Pursue Unity series. But I want to address um, something from my last podcast. So I was going to do two episodes the last week that I recorded. And one was going to be on you for, you know, in pursuit. And the other one was going to be my birthday episode from the first year that I was married. I was going to kind of go back and recap that and share what my first experience was like um, as a married woman in honor of my birthday that was just around the corner. However, little did I know that just a few hours after I finished recording that podcast, I was going to experience something that was honestly, um, well, there's really not a nice way to put it into words, but it was, it was horrific, actually. Like, it was actually one of the worst experiences of my life, and it, I was so, so traumatized by it in the moments, you know, of course, when it was happening and the days that followed that I absolutely in no way, shape or form was ready, willing or able to sit down and recap something that was another traumatizing experience for me that happened, you know, almost 20 years prior. And it was very mind-blowing to me, upsetting, frustrating, exhausting, uh, heartbreaking, all, all of those things, blindsiding. I was blindsided for sure. You know, that I was still dealing with stuff, things, you know, some of the same nonsense that I was dealing with almost 20 years prior, you know, when I was having my birthday as a young married woman that I'm still dealing with now. And I just couldn't go back. And I mean, I was like doing my best just to put one foot in front of the other and figure out like what just happened and how, 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 how could this possibly be happening now? Why is this still happening? Like this is not cool. And some people really need to put themselves in check because this is, I'm not having it. Like I'm not having it. Like I'm definitely not having it. So I just, I just had to regroup. I had to just, I was like, I cannot, I can't go back and revisit my birthday from, you know, almost two decades ago and rewind that tape and play it out because I can't emotionally handle that with this because this was so new and so fresh and so unexpected and so vile. I mean, it was vile, y'all. It was just, it just was. There's no pretty way to put it. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it and act like it wasn't because it was. With that said, you know, I, I, no one missed anything. I just have not been able to record since that event. And literally I was up recording the show, um, that last one in the middle of the night. And I ended up staying up until like, just, I stayed up that night and then I, you know, got ready and I had to go to this event. Um, and the one that I'm speaking of is where all of the manner of, oh my gosh, what even is this took place. And I just, I, I just, I was not trying to celebrate my birthday after that. I was actually not trying to act like I was happy when I wasn't happy. Um, 
you know, I mean, and happiness and joy are very different things. You know, I, in this podcast, I talk about having joy during situations that are very, very tough. And in order to be able to stay in the place of joy, there were things that I just had to say no to in the day to day. And one of those things was I, I really didn't want to celebrate my birthday and it's not because I'm not happy for life or, you know, grateful for another day. I very much am. I just didn't want to have to act happy when I wasn't feeling happy. You know, I just, and honestly, when I'm very upfront with and real with how I'm feeling and, you know, I have to just sometimes vent and pray to God about my feelings and he just is gracious to listen. Um, you know, I have to like face it, own it and like really process it. And I just didn't think trying to celebrate and act like I was happy was really going to be beneficial for me. And most certainly going back and revisiting a time when I experienced a really horrible birthday, um, 20 years prior was going to do anything positive for me in those moments. So I just had to, in order to be able to keep my heart, you know, in a place of joy and satisfaction, like with the Lord and with my, you know, family and with just trying to process those things without slipping into, you know, uh, an unhealthy anger or into, you know, acting out of a response of that in a negative way and maybe saying something that I could possibly regret. I just decided, well, in order to do this with any type of like thoroughly, I guess, in order to thoroughly process how I'm feeling, I need to do what I know I need to do. And that's just like hit time out and go through these like emotions and you know, ask God what my game plan is and just really cling on to him because it was pretty messed up. And I can tell you without going into detail, I know that we always reap what we sow. That's a biblical principle. And I have honestly, from the bottom of my heart, have and will continue to live in unity with others. And I would not want to be on the receiving end of reaping the harvest that was sown that day by other folks, you know, by their words. And the reason I'm, you know, very careful of the words that I say and why, you know, why I felt like it was better to take a step back and not record in an effort to maybe save myself from saying something that I may regret. Because once you put it out there, you know, it's out there. And I'm not just talking about like on a podcast or the internet, like I'm just talking about in the world. Our, our words are so powerful and there's a frequency that they carry. You know, God spoke the earth into existence. So, you know, he gives us, the, you know, the power to create and we have life and death is in the power of our tongue. So I would rather just not say anything than risk saying something that I wish I wouldn't because I have too much to lose with regard to giving the enemy any ground uh, in my life. I don't want, I just, you know, I'm, I'm just very cautious. I don't ever want to respond from a place of being blindsided in a negative way, you know, and just saying something that I may very well regret, or maybe it's, maybe it's how I want to feel in that moment, you know, and I'm 
processing it. So I'm, I am cautious. I'm very cautious about what I say. I also am cautious about what I say because I have kids and if they ever hear my podcast, I want, you know, when they're older, I don't want them hearing anything that their mom says that would be a negative reflection of, of anyone that, you know, they're in relationship with or trying to have a relationship with or trying to heal from a relationship or any of those things. You know, I, that's not, that is not, uh, in my opinion, fruitful, good parenting, and it doesn't, it doesn't benefit anyone. So I'm, I'm not going to put myself in that position as a mom um, for the sake of my daughters. So I know I'm being vague, but I think sometimes that's better than saying some specific things. And I'm sure there'll be a time when I am able to share about it, but it's just not, it's just not right now. Um, but I can tell you that I have been having to live out every single thing I talk about on this show in real time again and again. Oh, but the truths that I do speak about, I can tell you they have taken a, a deep root in my life. And if I ever questioned whether or not I say or I do what I say, I, I can tell you with regard to everything I've said so far, that's yes, but I would love to stop being in the in the refining phase because I'm pretty sure I'm still being refined. I mean, I did ask the Lord the other day. I was like, if I'm like still refined, I think I may have even said this on the show. I'm like, can you please just turn the heat up because I just want to get through this. Oh my word. Don't, don't ever say that. It, because he did. I mean, he allowed the furnace to be turned way up and oh my word, it has been it's been, it's been brutal. It's been brutal, but I know this too shall pass. I, I, you know, have been able to hold on to my joy. I've been able to see God through the, just the murky, gross waters that I've been having to navigate. And I know he's faithful. So that's where I have my trust but that's also why, you guys, that I did not record that birthday episode. So my apologies for that, but I just needed to let you guys know um, what, was, what was the deal with it. I will do it at some point, I promise. Okay, until then, let's talk about the R in pursue. So when we think about unity, I tend to think about relationships when I'm thinking about pursuing unity and you know, how can I see more unity in my life and the lives of the people that I am doing life with? And whenever we're in relationship with someone and we feel like there's a disconnect or a, some feeling of disharmony or I don't know if disunity is a word, I don't think it is, but a state of division, I guess I would say is better, uh, better wording. It's always good to very, very first, first thing, first things first is check our hearts and see, is there any role that we have played? Is there anything that we can be responsible for? And what is our part in this communication breakdown or the division that's taken place if there has been? And, you know, is there something that I need to do to fix it? Do I need to apologize? Do I need to extend forgiveness? You know, is there, is there some part of 
am I feeling rejected? Am I feeling divided because of someone's rebellion? You know, these are all reasons that we may be feeling some division in our relationships. And what is, you know, really asking God, like, what is my role here? What, what part of this am I responsible for? And if that means repenting to God, number one, then repent, like just do it. Don't sit there and harbor over what everybody else has done. Take ownership over what you personally have done. I take ownership of what I personally have done and I get it right. I want to get it right as fast as I can. And I want to ask God to forgive me. So I'm going to repent for my responsibility in the situation. And I want him to show me and replace whatever um, negative thing he took out with his love because love covers a multitude of sin. Um, love is always going to be the number one factor with our motives for living a life of unity. Um, you know, if someone has been rebellious or if I have been rebellious and that's caused a breakdown in my relationship with the Lord or my relationship with my family or my parents or whatever, again, I need to look at that, face the, you know, like face situation repent for my behavior, which means like change my mind about it and go back into the arms of God and trust that he's going to lead and guide me to a place that he wants me to be and that he will restore the relationships to where he wants them and to where they're bearing fruit. And not every relationship is one that we need to continue on in, in the same manner or the same capacity or maybe even any capacity there's relationships that there's been some you know some breakdown of some on some level and you know there's times where we have to put up a boundary which I've talked about a lot and that takes wisdom I mean that takes wisdom from God to know okay is this something that I need to just remove myself from I've I've extended forgiveness, I've extended grace, mercy, or I've asked for forgiveness, but it, this is just not a healthy relationship, or I'm just not there yet spiritually mature enough to handle, you know, whatever it is this relationship might be stirring up in my own heart or my own life. So, you know, God, what does this relationship need to look like moving forward? And if that means just loving them safely from a distance, then maybe that's what we do. You know, it could be that they aren't able to really handle something in your life, you know, maybe it's maybe not a reflection of you necessarily, but something that's triggering them that's causing the division, whatever it is, like ask God for wisdom to see what will this relationship look like that is going to be glorifying to you, God, and not continuously causing, you know, disharmony in my life or causing me to react or lash out out of frustration. A lot of times if we feel like we've been rejected we will notice ourselves, our responses. And that's another thing with this, another component. We, we are responsible for our responses, for sure. And if we notice ourselves lashing out at somebody or responding, you know, with angry words, we have to check ourselves to see if we are maybe just acting out of a place of rejection, feeling rejected, feeling not understood. Um, misunderstandings I talked about last week, you know, that's, it, it happens. It happens in relationship. No 
no people are perfect. Um, and that's why we needed Jesus. So we have to ask him for the wisdom to discern what, why am I having such a like strong reaction to this? Like, is this something that's going on in me? Am I feeling, you know, are my feelings hurt? Um, but rejection definitely plays a role in the breakdown of relationships. Rebellion definitely plays a role in the breakdown of relationships. And one more thing I want to touch on because I am, uh, watching the clock here is I do want to go back to responsibility for just a minute. Not only do we need to be responsible with our part in the relationship and figuring out what we may or may not have done to contribute to, uh, having a division in, in a situation, but I also want to talk to you guys about responsibility as it relates to stewarding our relationships, our talents, our abilities, our time, our finances, our parenting, whatever it is that God has given us to manage or to steward. He is calling us to a very high level of responsibility. And I can just, I can just imagine Jesus up in heaven, like with this, holding this tiny little precious gift, this little treasure and looking out at the crowd of people and being like, okay, I have this for you pointing to someone specifically and saying, this is, this is a treasure that I have special just for you, but I need to know that you can be trusted with it. Can, can I trust you to take care of this, to handle this this little treasure with care and to guard and protect it and to steward it well, like whether it's, you know, a, a talent like playing the piano or who knows, like an, an innovative idea or design, or maybe it's parenting. Maybe that's like one of your kids, you know, like whatever our time, our finances, whatever it is, whatever God gives us and trusts with us to steward well, to be responsible for, and to care for it with the, with the care and compassion and time, effort, energy that it requires to bring glory and honor to him. He has to know that he can trust us with that. And, you know, I can just imagine him saying like, this is what I have for you. Like I picked this one special out just for you, but can I trust you with it? Can I trust you with this gift? And because if, if not, I'm going to, I can give it to somebody else. I have it for you and I want you to have it, but can I trust you? And that's something that I get very frustrated about when I have to deal with situations like I was speaking about earlier, because I'm in those situations and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, this is such a waste, a waste of my time, a waste of my money, a waste of my resources. It's totally rooted in deceit. None of this is true. None of this is authentic. None of this is beneficial. Like it's not beneficial for my family. It's not beneficial for God's kingdom. It's not beneficial for, for anything. And so when I feel like I am being forced to take part in things that I like inherently have a, a true, true problem with, um, because I know that it is it is absolutely, I know that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. And I absolutely have said that here before. And I will say it all the time because it's true. 
I know that we're not fight my my fight and my battle is not with another human being. It is with all of the powers and the you know authorities and rulers of the of the dark world of the demonic realm. And that's a real real place. And I get very fascinated and very frustrated when I'm in those situations. And I'm like, doesn't anybody else see what's going on here? Like you guys are being like, this is like a, like puppets on a string. And when I'm being forced to participate, when I know that I could be stewarding that time and that money with something that is going to bear good fruit, I get really, really irritated. And that's when I have to just like, seriously bathe it in prayer. I just have to bathe it in prayer and be like, God, like this, this is not cool. I mean, I know, you know, it's not cool. I know it's not cool. I don't know if these people know this is not cool, but they, but they, but they need to know, like they need to know. And, you know, it just brings me to a place of total com and complete reliance and surrender and, you know, recommitment to letting go and just trusting God and giving him every, every single like part of my heart again, because that's for me what it takes to stay in a place of keeping my love on, like keeping my love on for people in my life that are, you know, around me that I have to, you know, do life with or be associated with or be in contact with. And when I feel that there is so many, so much deception at play, and that, <clears throat> sorry, things that I, people that I love and treasure so much are at risk of being hurt. I, you know, I don't take lightly to that. I don't approach that situation lightly at all. I take it very, very seriously. And I take everything that God entrusted me seriously. And I want to be counted as a woman who has stewarded everything that God has entrusted to her to the very best of her ability. And, you know, it takes, it takes wisdom to navigate those waters. And that's why reliance on God is just completely critical and crucial to the success that we have in making every adjustment. And for me, that means sometimes, like I, like I said earlier, saying no to certain things because I know what I have to do in this situation, in this moment, to help me be successful with the things that God has told me are my non-negotiables. Like, these are what I've entrusted to you, so these are your priorities, and if that means that this has to go for today or this has to not, get hap not happen today, okay, well, then that's, that's who I answer to. So that's my you know, that's, that's the authority that I, that I answer to. And that's how I have to really set things up in my life. Um, and I would encourage you to ask God, like, what's on my priority list? You know, what relationships in my life are not bearing fruit? Um, there have been so many times where God has taken people out of my life. And at the time I wouldn't know why, but he would show me sometimes years down the road, how that relationship was not bearing fruit. And maybe it was because that person couldn't handle what was going on in my life. So they weren't going to be adding to it positively, but he was so faithful to always replace the friendships that he, you know, I would say cut off or shut down or whatever. Um, not that there's like, there's not any animosity there at all whatsoever. Um, 
but he knew they weren't going to bear fruit. And he needed me in relationships with people that were going to produce good fruit in my life. And hopefully I was going to help produce good fruit in their lives. And they were going to help us both get to the destiny that God had set out for us. So he, he was faithful at the time. It seemed confusing and it, it seemed really like actually very unjust because I'm like, why is this person just all of a sudden not talking to me? Like, I don't, I actually don't understand. And, you know, I did get an email or a phone call from every single one of those friendships or those people over the course of like the following next 10 years. And they all said something fairly similar. Like they were going through something in their life. They couldn't handle what was going on in my life. And, you know, they just reacted out of whatever it would be, jealousy or whatever it was, you know, but I had by that time started to live my life in a, just a, as a way of life. Forgiveness was just a way of life for me. And it's not that I don't, um, put boundaries up and I don't let, I mean, I'm not a doormat. In fact, for me, because I live my life in a state of forgiveness, I have to do I actually have to work a little bit harder, I feel like, to forgive and remember. And when I say that, I mean like people use that phrase forgive and forget. Okay. Well, um, some people say, Well, I forgive, but I'll never forget. Well, I, I mean, I don't know that any of those things are like the correct mentality. I don't I, I don't really know. But I would say for me, because forgiveness is a way of life and I'm I feel like I'm constantly living in a state of forgiveness. I I have to remember me personally. I have to remember and this is really where I rely on God to show me wisdom, give me wisdom in this is because I do live in a state of forgiveness. It would be very easy for me to take down boundaries prematurely. And I've done that before. Oh my word, have I done that before so many times. I've removed a boundary too early and you know, just because like, well, I've forgiven them and I'm just going to believe the best and blah, blah, blah. Okay. But I didn't say to remove that boundary. And let me tell you, I have paid for it. It has come back to bite me. So now, even though I'm living in a place of forgiveness and, and I know I've forgiven someone when I can pray for them and actually like really just want the best for that person in every area. Okay. I can bless that person. If they have a ministry, I can sow into it financially like I, like whatever it is, if I can truly bless them, then I know that I have absolutely extended forgiveness. But I do have to remember that if God has put a boundary up from that person in my life, then I am not to remove that boundary until God says do it. So sometimes that, you know, for me, I, I just, I desire unity so much that it's easier for me just to remove the boundary and be like, okay, well, I'm just going to give you another chance. No, Katie, you are not going to remove the boundary until you have direction from the Lord, period. So that's what I am practicing, continuing to practice and continuing to walk out is to, and I feel like this is something that we're all going to be doing. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully everyone's going to get it, but I, I feel like because life always changes, we are constantly going to have to ask God for wisdom and we should never stop desiring wisdom, but learning to live in a place of desiring unity, but desiring 
you know, what does God say higher than everything? Because that relationship of me and Jesus is number one. And I can't be good at any of my other relationships unless the relationship that I have with him is of paramount importance. So that is my number one priority with relationships is making sure Katie is tuned into the father and hearing what he's saying. And from that relationship is going to flow every other relationship, regardless of what they look like in the moment, they're going to look how God wants them to look for the, for like the future and the, like the best future for me and the best future for the other people involved. And if that means that I don't talk to them or see them for a time, that then that's what that means. But I'm going to get all of my instruction from my number one relationship, which is mine and Jesus. And that is my encouragement to you all is to really get tuned in uh, to God and to just hear what he has to say. And if he's calling you to repent or apologize or extend forgiveness, then do it. If he's calling you to put a boundary up um, or take one down, then trust him and do it. But whatever it is, let him and his love fill you up so that you can overflow with love onto others and that every relationship in our lives is bearing the fruit that God wants it to bear. All right. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Um, that was R, and I will hopefully be back up on the video next, uh, next week, but we will stay tuned and see. Uh, thank you guys so much, and I hope you have a great rest of your week, and I will see you next time. Come find me on social media, on Instagram and Twitter at KatieHamilton32, on Facebook at KatieHamilton, and at When Life Throws You a Curve32, and on YouTube at KatieHamilton. The content provided here was supplied by a third party for display on our platform. The content is not owned or created by Real News PR. The views and opinions are those of the creator.